Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. My name is Tom Dommers, and I'm your host of the show. Small Scale Life is dedicated to learning, doing, and growing. We are pushing to get stuff done. Thank you for spending some time with us. Please see smallscalelife.com for links to today's show topics. I would like to thank the following people for today's show, including... Dylan and Austin for use of the Lemon Water Chronicles Volume 1. Jay for being an excellent co-host. And my wife Julie for believing in the concept and sharing my vision as we reach for a small-scale life. Season 1, Episode 2 of the Small Scale Life Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Grow What You Eat. And in this episode, I reflect on the direction for both my gardens and the smallscalegardening.com blog in 2016. In this episode, I am flying solo and have Jay return in Episode 3. So sit back with a cup of coffee or some wine and let's begin the Small Scale Life Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Grow What You Eat, and it really, I wanted to start to build a direction for small-scale gardening, uh, not only the blog, but for my garden beds in 2016, I get the right date here, but, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking about where I've been and where I'm going uh, from a gardening perspective, and I kind of wanted to lay that out in this podcast. We'll get back to um, those three questions that Jay and I were talking about in episode one. Um, Jay and I have been working on scheduling uh, the next podcast, and, and with his workload and my workload, I figured it would be just great to get this one out there, and, and we'll pick up with Jay later. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my story with gardening. I, I uh, you know, when I was a small kid, uh, did gardening with my parents and usually it was a uh, big patch of dirt that they rototilled up and planted all kinds of stuff and ultimately it would turn into a big weed patch and I think Julie uh, had a similar experience with her gardening efforts with her parents and it just turned in it would always inevitably turn into a lot of work and really um, wasn't very fun uh, especially as a kid when you have to go out as a almost like punishment or purgatory you'd have to go out and weed the garden it was just kind of a miserable experience. Uh, but, you know, in my past, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, my parents always had gardens and always would be uh, picking tomatoes or, or squash or whatever have you, beans, and uh, we would have plenty of f- fresh produce every, every autumn. But um, really, I wasn't really interested in, in gardening too much um, until we started uh, one of our neighbors across the street had a book and it was uh, Mel Bartholomew's square foot gardening book and 
she was just she couldn't handle the amount of produce she was getting from these small scale gardening beds and and we decided we had to do it so julie and i bought the book and we built two four by four boxes down in illinois in our big backyard and uh, just started planting some vegetables and man we we had a really good time we made up the mills mix with vermiculite and different compost types and and watered them and they just went to town so the first year we just had the two four by four boxes and and you know me if you've been following small scale gardening you know me i'm always uh <clears throat> changing things or adding to it so i added a big tomato box a 12 uh a, a 12 foot long tomato box to that one and uh had some really good tomatoes and cucumbers out of that box um but then we moved up here to minnesota and i had to start all over from scratch so, um, you know, I started Small Scale Gardening Blog in 2014. I built a couple planters up here and started to um, have some success uh, gardening up here. And I, I started the blog really to document my little, uh, my little experiments and, and what I was doing in the backyard. And, and I also wanted to capture my, um, you know, canning and dehydrating and also winemaking um, experiments that I had going on. I had done a little bit of canning down in Illinois, but I was really starting to push it, uh, trying to push myself a little bit to learn more um, more techniques and also try different things up here in Minnesota, even though we have the smallest kitchen in the world, but I'll get into that in another time. Um, you know, I think starting the blog for me was, um, I always wanted it to be a warehouse of knowledge. Um, you know, where I could document my stuff, but also could pull in work that others have done. I mean, I don't know everything. I, I know a lot of things, but I don't know everything and I'm not afraid to try. But um, part of it was to be a warehouse because what I found with my, my parents or even my great grandparents and my grandparents, you know, people pass away and there's a certain amount of knowledge that's lost when they pass away. I don't you know, my grandparents on my mom's side are gone, and, and I don't know what they did and how they did it. Um, I don't know what they grew. I knew they grew some tomatoes, but I don't I don't know what they did or how they did it. And even my dad's gone now, and, uh, you know, I know he was, uh, he was instrumental in making gardens uh, at all the places we lived, and I think he just wrote it till. I don't know if he added anything to the soil. I don't know if there was much thought or if it was just, hey, I've got some tomato plants, I'll throw them in the ground and see what happens. So I wanted something something that I could um, that could document my little experiments and also leave some breadcrumbs in case one day my boys got interested in gardening or some other folks in my family got interested in gardening. And so I decided to, to, to start Small Scale Gardening Blog. And... Um, you know, it's it's been a great experiment experience and experiment. That's an experiment too. Um, we have we've been building readership. Things kind of got a little uh, sideways last year, and I wrote uh, a, a blog post, the one that kicked off the new year. Uh, talked a little bit about the end of last year and and launching small scale life, the the blog and the podcast, and unfortunately, small scale gardening kind of kind of went on hold. Same with winemaking, that went on hold, and even. Even some of my gardening and canning uh, at the end of the season went on hold um, at the end of the season last season with with everything going on in the family life, changing jobs. It just it was too much and overwhelming, so that just had to sit. But it's a new year, and um, and we're getting I'm getting going, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about 
you know, what I've grown in the past, uh, what we've done with it as a family, you know, and uh, where I want to take it in the future. And just looking, I made a quick list of all the different vegetables that I've grown. They have vegetables and herbs. And, and just looking at the list, I think I've done, gosh, 25, at least 25 different different uh, vegetables and herbs. And I know Curtis Stone, I'm no Curtis Stone, but he says he's done 90 and uh, he's grown 90 different vegetables and herbs. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Um, but for me, you know, I've done cucumbers, several varieties from the picklers to the, the straight eights, uh, peppers, gosh, bell peppers, jalapeno peppers, cayenne peppers last year, um, some California peppers that were kind of funny, um, Hungarian wax peppers. So I've done a, quite a few varieties of peppers, sometimes not very successfully, like last year was a really tough year. Um, tomatoes, I've done, I've done a lot of different varieties of tomatoes, heirloom and hybrid. Um, my favorites, I think, are Amish paste and uh, alpaca aroma. I've been having really good luck with those. I had a, uh, I had a uh, volunteer that popped up that's kind of a blend of a cherry and a Amish paste, and I'm going to plant that next year too so i'm pretty excited about that but i've had really good luck with tomatoes uh, sugar snap peas pole and bush beans so that's two varieties right there squash i've tried zucchini rhubarb celery rosemary a couple varieties of potatoes three varieties of onions garlic dill basil rosemary oregano thyme Broccoli, kohlrabi, that was a new one this year is kohlrabi. Chives, pumpkins, cantaloupe, Swiss chard, lettuce, and spinach. So that's that's a pretty long list of stuff. And, and you know, of course, some of these were down in Illinois. I've had, um, you know, if you've looked at small-scale gardening, you've seen I've had, um, like, the rain, hybrid rain gutter grow system where I've got dill in two buckets, I've got basil in two buckets, I've got um, peppers in a bucket, and I've got kohlrabi in a couple buckets. So, you know, you can get some variety going on there. And um, that's a lot of variety. That's a lot of different seeds. It's a lot of, it's a lot. And uh, what I found is uh, it can be overwhelming, especially when the harvest comes in. You know, you got all the stuff getting ripe at the same time. It can be over overwhelming for the family to eat it all. Um, and I found, too, that uh, there's some waste generated. I mean, okay, we don't eat all these green beans. They all came at the same time, if you remember from last year. Or go check out Small Scale Gardening from last year. There, were, I had, um, and you look at Instagram, I had uh, bean plants that were 14 feet high with beans way the, way the heck up in a lilac brush. And I had to take a ladder and go up and get them. But I suddenly had this big grocery bag of green beans. And what do you do with all those? Now, we should have uh, froze, processed them, froze them, um, or canned them. But it was right in the right in the time when I was changing jobs. And it just, you know, it didn't get done. So, you know, we really need to cut down on the waste and the stuff that's getting thrown into compost. I love building the nice compost pile. But, you know, that's the, I grow that stuff so we can eat it. So we want to... Um, I want to not, I want to cut down on the waste that we have every year. Now I was also thinking for, um, when I talk to new gardeners or somebody thinking about gardening, um, it's kind of like the first time I walked into a big box, um, home improvement store like Menards or Lowe's or, or, um, or uh, Home Depot, 
as a new homeowner, your eyes just open up the size of saucers and you're looking around the store like, where do I go? What, what do I do? Um, where do I start? And uh, a list like this, and you, you know, you go to the seed section of one of those stores and you're looking and it's, it's overwhelming. You've got flowers, you've got every kind of hybrid and heirloom and non-GMO and GMO. I mean, it's crazy. And you, and you can just be overwhelmed and you look for advice and it's, it's overwhelming. It really is. And there's, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of varieties. And, and how do you know? Where do you start? So as I was thinking about all of this, um, and I was looking at what I have in the backyard, and I'm, I'm a renter. I've talked about this before. I'm renting. And um, I know Jay, he's a renter too. And uh, he's got limited space. You know, and it really comes down to, you know, you, you want to grow all kinds of things. You want a colorful plate. You you know, a colorful plate was probably a healthy plate, you know, a salad or something with all the stuff you've grown, like a chard and a spinach and a lettuce and, a, and some beans and a pepper. And, you know, you want to grow all that stuff, especially as a new gardener and even as a veteran, because it's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. But you really need to... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we really need to focus in on, on what you eat, you know, grow what you eat. And that's some advice I've given. And I've had others give, seen, give, uh, to new gardeners before too, is grow what you eat. I mean, it does no good for you to grow a kohlrabi if nobody in the family is going to eat a kohlrabi. Same thing with broccoli. I mean, if you don't like broccoli and you don't want to eat that stuff, unless it's dipped in cheese or something, well, then don't grow it, you know, and for two years I've grown broccoli and um, and it's gone to compost, really. And it's sad, you know, we get going, we get busy and it's hard of wedding season and you're running and you just kind of forget, oh, I've got broccoli. I should make a stir fry or something or get some cheese. Try what I'm going to try to do this year is really cut back and really try to focus on vegetables and herbs that we use almost daily or, or weekly. So I have about 120 square feet of garden space between my various planters and areas, and I wanna be very efficient in using those spaces and use good garden design principles. I don't wanna shade out other plants. I wanna give, um, put the plants that need high, a lot of sun in the right spot, and uh, just do a really good job this year at focusing on certain plants in certain areas and um, and build on my experience um, that I've gained in the past few years to to grow some really productive plants I've been starting to think about my plan this year and and I want to kick off the the 2016 garden campaign here in the near future I mean we're almost uh, we're mid-January right now theoretically and and realistically I'll be starting seedlings in the next month, and those will be pepper and tomato seeds. And Lord knows, I'll, I'm hoping to have a better pepper experience this year in 2016 than I had in 2015. But looking at all of those vegetables that I was trying to grow, and herbs that I was trying to go, grow over the past five years, um, I'm really, really going to focus on about 10 different plants and I know people probably just say oh yeah wow you're really doing a great job take choosing half but um you know a couple a couple things um 
let's, let me go through the list here. So rhubarb, uh, I've got two rhubarb plants that are in the ground that I brought to this property and put them in the ground. And um, this is year three of that rhubarb, and I am going to get some great rhubarb this year. And I'm looking forward to that. I got some good rhubarb last year, um, some really good stocks, but the day I cut it uh, is the day I left to Colorado. So I lost that little crop of rhubarb. Um, so this is year three that that rhubarb's been in the ground, and that's going to be some really good, that's going to be really nice, nice plants. And um, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, some rhubarb crunch and um, also uh, maybe some rhubarb wine it depends I mean I met there's a um, there's a uh, uh, a bakery down the street and they used fresh rhubarb last year so why couldn't I bring in some stocks of rhubarb and see if they wanted a big enough a big enough bunch of course so you know it's the start of something and it's probably not worth much, but eh, it gets me in a different mindset and sets me up for, for where I want to go in the future with some gardening efforts, um, you know, looking in the far future, a couple of years down the road. Uh, another thing that I really want to grow this year, uh, cucumbers. I, I, I've had some really good cucumber crops here in this, in this property. Want to continue to grow cucumbers. I make uh, a spicy, um, a, uh, a spicy uh, pickle and I want to grow uh, make more of that this year so cucumbers is always high on my list and uh, same with tomatoes I make a killer salsa and um, a couple times I did go to the farmers market last year to get extra tomatoes for that um, but this year I'm gonna slim down the varieties to I think three instead of six or or eight and just do um, the alpaca aroma, Amish paste, and then that uh, that hybrid. And I've really been thinking about how I'm going to do tomatoes this year. For two years, I've had it in the same box. And uh, this year, I am going to experiment. Well, I'm going to experiment with a hybrid rain gutter grow system for tomatoes and a trellis system, a movable trellis system. Again, I'm moving. I'm moving in a couple years, so um, I want mobile systems, and I think, I think I can design something that'll be stable in high wind environments and um, and allow plants to grow. So this will be kind of a fun experiment, and and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, along with the tomatoes is basil, and I've got a plan. You'll just have to wait and see, but I I, I do have a plan for uh, for tomatoes and basil. Um, I also want to do bell peppers and jalapeno peppers. I'm just going to focus on two different varieties of peppers this year and try to grow a ton of them. Um, you know, just with the trouble I had with peppers last year, they got planted late um, and just had some, I just, I didn't, I was not happy with the pepper production last year. So I'm going to start those seedlings and really focus on those two varieties and, um, try to grow as many as possible of uh, bell peppers and jalapeno peppers. I really like jalapeno peppers for for pepper jellies. Um, Smallscalegardening.com uh, just, uh, just a day ago I put up a, a cranberry jalapeno recipe the Roll Tide jalapeno cranberry recipe and it's a great jelly. You put it over um, put it over um, 
cream cheese and serve it with crackers at a party and it's to die for it's really good it's got the sweet with a nice spicy kick but jalapenos go into my salsa jalapenos you can make jalapeno poppers I make a straight jalapeno jelly as well so I'm really looking forward to having a good crop of jalapenos this year garlic I've got garlic in the ground already I had some um, some hard neck garlic that I got uh, at a co-op in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this grows. And I planted that in December, believe it or not, with some light snow coming down. I put those in the ground. So we'll see what pops up next year. Might not get anything, but hey, I'm going to give it a shot. But I'm looking forward to having some garlic that I've grown out of my, gar out of my garden. So we'll see what happens. Bush beans. Yep, I'm going to go with bush beans this year. I uh, The bean experiment was interesting last year, but going up 15 feet in the air to collect the beans was kind of a pain. And uh, the bean plants went everywhere, and, and uh, you know, I had cukes next to bean plants, and they kind of grew all over each other, and and the beans, I think, kind of won in the end. But um, this year, I'm going to go with bush beans. And I'm going to plant those, I think, in a, in a planter box that, uh, that could use, you know, because bushes, uh, uh, beans are a, a, a nitrogen fixer. So I want to get those in, in a box that, uh, that maybe could use some extra nutrients in the soil, extra nitrogen in the soil. So I've got a plan for those. Onions, I'm going to plant those in the same box as the garlic. And um, I had a good I had a good crop of onions last year, but I want to I want to do better with onions. I want to get nice a nice big healthy onion, and maybe it's the variety that I got. I got uh, the two varieties, a red and a yellow onion um, from Menards big box store, and I'd like to get a big full onion. And uh, maybe I just need to get a different variety from one of the seed catalogs that I've got. I'll have to check that out. Potatoes. Now, potatoes are a little different. Um, and you're probably asking, well, how are they different? Uh, I had I built a 3x8 box this year. And I had um, red potatoes and normal Idaho potatoes in that box. And I also had two old recycling bins. You know those plastic recycling, bin, recycling bins that are almost um, 18 inches wide by... A foot and a half two feet long and I had two of those boxes and I had drainage holes built in those and uh, drilled into those and I, I did a test between the three by eight box with mounds and the recycling bins I found that the recycling bins actually produced better to potatoes than the three by eight box and I think that's because I had more soil in there I had some um, some rotting uh, grass clippings that I put over the top of the uh, of the soil uh, in the recycle bin. So more soil, some something that would keep the moisture in, a barrier to keep the moisture in. Um, but I want to try more of that kind of growing than that three eight box. I've got plans for that three eight by eight box, and uh, I do not think I'll put potatoes in that box. As I mentioned, basil. Um, we are huge pesto fans. And um, I've got plans for, for having a lot of basil this year and really going to town on basil. That was my plan for 2015. It just didn't work out that way. But uh, um, 
this is where I'm going in 2016. So Bezel is kind of a finicky one to start, so I'm going to have to overseed and um, and and see where we go with it. So um, I might have to buy some plants, but I really don't. I really hope not. I'd like to start that from seed, and then greens. That's our lettuces, chard, kale, spinach, and with greens this year um, in February or even late January here, uh, if I get a, a solid weekend, I will build an indoor system where I can start growing greens inside. And I, and I think that's important. Um, it's a challenge that I had set for myself in 2015. It just didn't happen. Um, but I would like to see if I can grow enough greens to supply us for, you know, to supply our family. And I, that's a pretty tall order because we have some big salad eaters in this family and especially with my weight loss goals, um, to try to grow enough greens, it's going to be a tough challenge. But um, with the smoothies we're, we're having now and the salads we're having, getting a variety going uh, with, with a lettuce, a, a, a chard, and some kale, and some spinach, I think that would be really, really cool to pull off inside. And I, I've done it before, before the aphids took over last year, um, right at the start of 2015, and I documented that on smallscalegardening.com. I'm able to do it, and um, I want to give it another shot. So that's well, that's coming. <laughs> a lot of projects are coming, so just uh, stay tuned. Um, so I know what I want to grow, and now I'm starting to work on the plan. I'm looking at each of the boxes, and um, some I already have some 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 things growing in there or reserved for certain plants. So um, the real wild cards are the rain gutter. The hybrid rain gutter grow system that's the three inch pipe with the baskets on it um you know i i've got a plan for what i put want to put in those and really really experiment with that this year and then this new concept for the tomatoes um to try this i might be crazy but why not give it a shot and i'll have a post with some concept sketches on there so you can see what what i'm thinking but I'm kind of excited about it. I think it's going to be pretty cool if it works. And the thought is anybody could build this thing. It doesn't have to be as big as I'm going to build it, but anybody could build it. And even if you live in an apartment and have a balcony, you could put a small one of these out there and have, um, you know, a, a system that's going to be constantly watered and, you know, fire and forget essentially. That's the beauty of Larry Hall's system, really. So, um, kind of wrapping up here, so small-scale gardening is going to be my hub uh, for all this gardening activity. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about the stuff on small-scale life. I mean, gardening for me is kind of a zen thing. Um, you know, it, it calms me down and, and, uh, and just, you know, lets me relax. And um, it's, it's part of having that small-scale life is, is something where I can you know just do and you know really really enjoy and um and i've got a game plan for 2016 i'm kind of excited about it so you know moving forward we're going to continue to update this pod have updates on this podcast and on the blog feel free to check in at smallscalegardening.com we'll let you know and when, when gardening updates are coming here on uh, small small scale life um, you know, let me know what you're thinking so far. This is podcast number two. 
you know, and, and we made a little deviation already, but that's okay. That's part of life is, is to, uh, you know, when, when schedules don't work out, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep making product. It's in, in content. That's, that's fine. So, you know, feel free to share it with your friends. We'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, please tune in to future podcasts. We're going to keep, uh, like I said, keep producing content and, uh, you know, Let's get some stuff done in 2016 and continue to learn, do, and grow. Oh, 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 oh,